Hey, you're listening to Charge Podcast, episode 77, the podcast that looks at tech under the hood. I'm your host, Owen Williams, and joining me today are your co-hosts. I'm Zach Grosser. And Frederico Monti. We're also going to talk about tech under the hood. I said it twice. It's great. I was like, I'm cornered here. Twice. Wait, um, you said last time you were going to change the intro. I know, I did, and then I didn't write it, but I'm thinking about it a lot. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have like a whole script Everyone for both ends of the show. Everyone new thing. Thing. Sorry, you got to push notification. Oh, yeah. No, it's just flex. Anyway, okay. So let's just go straight into it again. I think this is like the new thing. I want to talk about digital well-being. It's been a weird week for me because it came out, and now I have this like app on my phone that tells me how terrible I am at looking at my phone. Oh, that's um, great, actually. I think it's yeah, great. like it's great in a terrible way. Like it just it's that like small nudge that I think that we all needed maybe for a long time. Have either of you tried it yet? Yes, I haven't, but my partner uses it, mm-hmm. so I I look at it sometimes. It was okay. pretty interesting because I was like nosing through the stats. Mm. And he's like, yeah, it is, it's not very specific. And then it got very specific if you touch on things. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like... It's very specific. And I, while I was doing it, I kind of felt like invading his mm. privacy in a way. And I was like, does this feel weird? It's like going through browser like, history. No, it doesn't really feel weird. But for me, it felt kind of weird. Like, yeah. Wait, so you're talking about the dashboard part of it. Yes. Where it like tells yeah. you a breakdown. So that's really interesting because I haven't I looked at it since I installed the beta. Oh, you know I know it's got four weeks of history as well. I, I do know that. <laughs> but, it, like, you you set up, like, it limits on certain apps, at least on Android. Yeah. Same on and iOS. And then I just left it. Well, it's, uh, a li- right. it's a little bit different on iOS, so okay. I also have the beta on my iPad. Mm. And um, the way that it's different is it buckets categories automatically. So oh, it's, right. like, social networking oh, is yeah. a category, and you give yourself a limit there. Oh. And so, like, when I hit my limit... It grays out Twitter, Discord. Interesting. I don't think I have any other social networks on my iPad. So it's less specific. It's like kind of broad rather than. I kind of like it because yeah. it's like this category of app. It's I, notable I that iMessage is not included. Oh, it might be. I don't use iMessage. <laughs> you can't restrict it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. I don't have to bet yeah. I yet. But what I use to kind of monitor the amount of time I'm on my phone is I look at my battery use. Oh, so it breaks. Right. It breaks down. Yeah. Uh, how oh, much okay. time I used it on the background oh, and how much funny. time I used it on the foreground because the time I'll spend thing is only going to come out with the next launch yeah. of iOS and I don't feel like updating to a beta if I don't, yeah, don't. have to have to. <laughs> right. Um, but it's pretty interesting already to see this. But, like, I'm not sure... Sh- like, it's a bit of a hard subject, I feel, because I kind of don't want to have to restrict myself and mm. I also know that I kind of have to which is kind of yeah I think it's a more nuanced thing I think they should like guide you as well like in the future like I think it should just be like it's not that this is unhealthy it's just like do you like do you realize you're spending an hour in this app like I don't think most of us do I mean I I also agree with Rick where I, f- I feel like I yeah. need to change yeah like I spend way too much time on Twitter and Instagram yeah oh my god and so I set it to 45 minutes each on oh. my Android phone and it's awesome. So the way Android, Android does it is you select apps and you give them a time limit. Mm-hmm. And I gave Twitter and Instagram 45 minutes each, okay. which I thought at the time. Well, I gave them an hour each, and I was like, two hours out of my day seems like a lot. So I put it to 45 minutes each, which still seems like a lot to me. Mm. But when you hit that limit, well, when you're five minutes away, it gives you a little notification. Oh, yeah, the pop-up. It's persistent. Yeah. So it stays in your little notifications bar at the top. And then when you hit your time limit... 
Mm. It pushes you out of the app. It gives you a little pop-up. You hit OK. Oh, yeah. It pushes you out of the app. And then the app icon turns grayscale. I love it. Which I love. And then another feature of the digital well-being on Android is you can have your phone go grayscale after a time period. So at night, my phone's grayscale. And I really love it because it's sort of like... It's a it's a subtle signal that like hey it's really late, mm. but it also just like helps me like get ready for bed. I, it's also really boring to look at. Like <laughs> if you look at Instagram in that mode, yeah. I realized this the other night. I was tapping through stories. I was like, man, everyone's using the same filter today. And then I was like, oh right, it's the thing. I and, always but, have it, on my third click actually. Oh what? On my third click, I have the grayscale. Oh yeah, right. Because you can put it. It's an accessibility mm-hmm. feature yeah. as well. Yeah, apparently it's, I changed it because now it's just. So. Oh yeah, it's cool that it just fades in. Like I like that it's an intentional thing. Um, what I like about the Android one, at least for me, is a the the blocking is actually pretty hard to like get. Around. Like it's annoying to get around. Like you have to tap yeah, pretty I've never far. Done it, yeah, yeah, you have to. Well, you have to tap all the way back into your settings and like change it. Um, and you're disabling it, so it like tells you you're disabling it. Whereas on iOS, you can just pass it. So this is the my problem with the one on iOS yeah. is once you hit your time limit, you get this like overlay, this like material overlay that looks mm. like the I don't know the like semi-transparent blur, yeah, yeah. whatever style box thing. And it's it's got a little sands timer, and oh. it says time limit. You've hit your time limit or whatever. I can't even yeah. remember the language, but it, there's an ignore button right there. So you just push it. So it's like. It's like your snooze, but uh... yeah, yeah. But it's like that. It makes it so easy to yeah. be like, yeah, yeah. I know I've been in here too long. Okay, I'm back on Twitter. And the Android yeah. one, like you said, it's like several screens to the point that I've never yeah. I just hit okay, and I'm like, okay, I'm well, done. Well, the with learn more button takes you to the digital well-being education side as well. Interesting. So like they tell you like, oh well, like you should use it for like this and this long, and that, like. That implementation has been really nice. Well, I've been really surprised by it. I didn't realize this when they did the keynote. I'm just looking at it. And like when they did the keynote, I didn't realize that they had more than just screen time. They have a notifications feature mm-hmm. as well. So it's like these are the apps that are notifying you. I've just gone through and like pillaged them as a result. Oh, interesting. Um, so I've turned off most things, but it's still kind of disturbing like how many I got. So it shows it in like I'll, I'll put some screenshots in the show notes, um, but it shows it in this like timeline view so you can see. How many you got each day of the week? I can also just show you, so you, you know, like this thing. Um, and so, it, like, I got two hundred and six notifications from Telegram in a day, and that's like okay because it's a messaging app. Um, and then like thirty from Twitter, and then a lot from the news apps. And so I went through and like started pruning them. I didn't need those, like. And then so you'll see, like, overall, I got four hundred notifications in a day, and you're like, wow, maybe the way that notifications work should not work that way as well. Like, why are they by, you know, most of us just push OK or whatever. Yeah. Um, So that was really interesting. And then um, the times opened is the most disturbing statistics. Yeah. Because you just get this, like, overall stat for, A, how many times you unlocked your phone and how many times you open an app, and it's disgusting. On, like, Wednesday, I opened Twitter 85 times. Jesus. And it's correlated to notifications Oof. but that's brutal that is brutal um my, so my problem with notifications on both platforms is just like there's i think a lack of like nuance yeah and granularity like i i want to get notifications from messages from my partner mm. regardless of platform mm-hmm. but i don't want like i don't want all those notifications from telegram i just yeah. want from that one person yeah, yeah agreed or three people you know like so not you know three partners but like of- how I, how I fix that is that all groups in Telegram are always muted. Mm, mm-hmm. Always, always, always. So also you guys. Um, mm-hmm. And 
the only people that I talk to on Telegram or WhatsApp are usually people that I yeah. care about. Yeah. Like one to one. Yes. Yeah. So well, they can like I will have notifications from them or notifications I will have like mm -hmm. a badge from them because I don't use any notifications at all because yeah it doesn't help. The only thing that I really like is that no one can call me because I'm always in do not disturb. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Daniel, he can call me always. Ah, uh, sick. Yeah, that's the um the do not disturb bypass thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you can put someone in favorites. Yeah, it is weird actually that we have notifications this long and it hasn't been improved. Yeah, like, it's not great. Well, and my problem with Telegram is you, if you mute a channel or group, it's on every device. Oh. And it's like, I want oh, to yeah, mute it on my phone yeah. and on my iPad, but not on my like desktop. Oh, and that's it's interesting. Like, if you mute it one of places, it mutes it everywhere. And it's right. like, no, I just don't want it on my phone yeah. as a notification, but I want DM. Uh, you know, that? it's like a, there's, like I said, there's a lack of nuance yeah. in I think I think like what we'll start seeing as a result of digital well-being, and this is why I just kind of wanted to bring it up, is like, I think the tech companies will start changing stuff as a result of like what people see in here. Like, I think we'll see a re-engineering of a lot of stuff like notifications or like the way that apps actually work to either not end up being number one in that thing uh, or just be, like, a little bit more thoughtful. It's a shame, actually. Um, nice. It's a shame that, um, like, on Android, there's actually the beginnings of that nuance. Like, you can block entire channels of notifications. So, like, on Twitter, they have to put it into categories, and it's, like, general promotion, and you can just turn it off in the settings, and, like, that's an Android-level thing but they're not very good at telling people about it yeah, yeah it's not I, every I, app I remind, yeah. remind finding it and thinking what would this button do yeah yeah and then exactly. turning everything off and i was like yeah. what's this gonna do then yeah. what's it gonna change i don't actually know what's gonna change yeah exactly i mean that's the biggest problem with android settings is there's so many buttons and oh so little clarity on what they do with like one line of copy that's not related like yeah and you're like i don't know what this is gonna do and you change it and it doesn't do what you think but then yeah. you're like i don't that was five days ago what setting was that where do i <laughs> find that <laughs> Owen will literally like show me something in yeah. settings on Android and then I can't find it in my own I just like the search I just use that all the yeah, time it's not very good no this is also happening on iOS I feel there's yeah. been so many more settings and I think yeah. it's also a good thing because control is good it's not per se control it's more accessibility mm. from an accessibility perspective I love what Apple has been mm -hmm. doing Apple over the past years the best they accessibility. are so good I mean they're like I know a person who made this uh, iPhone game, mm. and it is basically a visual game, as, yeah. because it's on an iPhone, and blind people have played and completed the That's whole cool. fucking yeah. thing. The accessibility on the iPhone is ridiculous. It's With their screen off. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Because you're blind, so you can see the screen, right, so you right. can turn it off. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. We it's used to, kind we used of insane. to teach it at the Apple Store, of like how to navigate your computer without yeah. the screen. Wow. It's, I mean, Apple has some of the most sophisticated yeah. accessibility tools mm -hmm. on the market, and it comes with the device. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, for free. The equivalent software on Windows, last time I checked, is like several hundred dollars. Yeah. And it just, like, comes... Although Microsoft has amazing accessibility stuff coming. So. They've actually fixed it in Windows 10 yeah. now as well. But, yeah. But it's... Apple's pretty well known for their accessibility. Mm. Like, it's insane. And so there's a lot of settings uh, that I'm like, ooh, what does this do? But yeah. they're not relevant to me. But, of like, course. it's really nice to have the option. For instance, yeah. you can even adjust your screen if you are colorblind. Mm -hmm. So you can see enough contrast, for instance. Mm -hmm. Um like, so, even the subtle things are thought through, which I think is really yeah. nice. Yeah, it's an interesting, like, shift. I, I think, like, 
going back to digital well-being, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the two different approaches like diverge. I don't know if it's going to be really interesting because having categories like Apple does has an opinion, and that's yeah, a really like interesting problem. Yeah, I don't actually want it though. Like, does it let you do per app as well, or is it just category? You know, I don't have it in front of me. Right oh, okay. Now. Yeah, I haven't even like tried it myself. Yeah. But um, but what is interesting is like it. I wasn't actually meaning like for the user. I'm more thinking about from the social network thing. Like for example, like will an iPhone ship with an opinion about that at some point? I kind of hope they do. Yeah. Honestly, have but, it on for an hour. Yeah, and just like, like. But what is like? How do you guys feel about it? Like for me, it feels kind of a loss in a way that we have to now restrict ourselves on these devices. But I, I guess it's good. But it's, it's like a weapon as well, like a tool in the arsenal of like defending yourself against. No, it, it, for me, it feels like the parental controls. And yeah. The internet is all of a sudden very lame. Yeah, that's true. I just felt, I feel like companies, so many companies abused it mm. and us for so long. Just like the advertising. Like advertising could be good, but it got ruined. And so mm. now every website sucks and you have to have ad blockers and stuff. There's yeah. like the whole industry like got effed. Mm. And like, I feel like it's the same thing with just like our attention. Like yeah. it, they were abusive and... Well, we now didn't. this is like a solution. It's like, like you said, it's, it's not kind of insulting, it's, right? It's like, not, well, but like Frederica said, it's not ideal. Yeah. It would be better if we weren't in this situation and like it was up to us. Yeah. And that we still had that fun, but. Yeah. It's just disingenuous a little bit, maybe, because like what you see Facebook doing already is building their own time well spent stuff into their tools to get out of the gate ahead of the Apple one so that people don't turn it on. And you're like, oh, it's, it's so gross. Like, if it. This is why I was wondering about the opinion thing. Like, what should it be opinionated to a point that like Apple blocks Facebook from uh, this growth hacks? Like, I have no problem with it. I mean, it's an issue because it's they'd be the gatekeeper. And yeah, and it's maybe pretty hard because to be. there's a lot of people that have to have Facebook for other reasons. Yeah, of then course. It, for us, it's pretty easy to think like, oh, Facebook, we don't need it. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that really need it. Indeed. It's, it's a place, place of privilege to be able to say we don't need the Facebook. Yeah, I wonder because if there it, are lo- there's a lot of people actually dependent on their service. Yeah, to connect with their family and like. So I think. Run their business. Yeah. I think um, Apple will never do that. Yeah, there's also a giant. It made me think. There's also a giant gaping hole in this thing today, which is it doesn't synchronize on any platform. Yeah, exactly. That's another. So thing. iOS doesn't even. So. When I in my regular day to day, I don't even use my iPhone that yeah, much. Same. I use my iPhone uh, on my way to work to listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I listen it. I look at it in the morning and at night, basically, or maybe at lunch. Uh, um, okay. But during the day, I don't really use it that much because why would I if I'm in front of a computer that has Twitter and Instagram on it as well? I spend way more on my computer than my phone probably on Twitter. Yeah, and your Twitter. Uh, part of the graph was already yeah, pretty, pretty I, big. I'm sure if I look phone. at rescue time, like I'll be disgusted. So that begs yeah. the question is the next step for Chrome and Safari to come with these tools good question. for tabs. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be good. I'd I like to so see too. a synchronization of some description. Like why doesn't Chrome sync into Android? Like But then the next step is what if this is accessible for your boss? Yeah, that's true. Although oh, that's shit. already an issue as well. Um, yeah, like, I have this friend and she worked at this gross big company. Um, <laughs> nothing anyone that's listening would know. Doesn't really matter either. Um, <laughs> but she she got like, uh, she could work from home if she wanted hmm. to. But like her laptop has this uh, program running that if she's not active, 
her manager will get a notification from that. How long she's not been active, um, like oh, stuff like that. So if she wow. like ha- goes to the bathroom or something, and it takes more than ten minutes, her her mess her manager is notifi- notified of that. Oh my god! I'm already like thinking of ways to like get around it. Like, is it just mouse movement? Because yeah. you can get a so, jiggler, yeah, yeah. Exactly. just like a USB key that just jiggles your cursor to keep your computer away. I would. This is what people do. Yeah, but like, <laughs> it is kind of insane. Like, of course we can solve it in a way like that, but like. It's kind of mm. insane that we, like, what people are thinking. And then Corporate even, crazy, even crazier, you know, like, the platform Fiverr? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this whole thing. Oh, my God. They have a yeah. system in place that if you have a contract running through Fiverr, mm. the person who is contracting you can take screenshots of your screen what, while yeah. you're working. Every five minutes. Every five that. minutes. Yeah. That I hate that. It was on such so much. A breach of privacy. It's so disgusting. Also, just like that's not how any person actually works. Like I switch between everything that I'm doing constantly. Like, I'm gonna check my mail. I'm so gonna the way look at I the work internet. is that I work for you, and we have a level of trust from yeah, the beginning. Right. Which means you don't have to micromanage me. Yeah. Because I will feel disgusting while working. Yeah. That's. And it's also funny because like Dutch law is hilariously specific and it requires that that companies aren't doing stuff like this or you're technically an employee. Because yeah. like they can't choose what you do with your time under Dutch law unless mm. they're an employer and then they've got to give you health care. <laughs> so that's what people should do in that scenario. I think like corporate computers are a whole scary rabbit hole. I mean, I've worked at companies where they have this stuff. Like big companies, I get why they have it. But many of us at the company I won't name uh, would wipe our computer like when we got it so like the IT department would give it to you and then we'd just like format it and reinstall it because there was this like monitoring thing image, yeah. and then they would email you like oh something's wrong with your computer can you like bring it to IT and so you bring it like six months later when they finally force you they fix it and you wipe it again immediately oh I'm so sorry something's wrong like I guess <laughs> like whoops that's so bad it's so bad and, and like it's disturbing that's maybe a topic for another week so but I think what I'm trying to say is the time well spent stuff is a really good initiative mm. and I'm happy to see that the companies are like trying trying and like jumping on the back bandwagon of it and yeah. shit but it can, it has a darker side that I'm not really interested in and the thing is I feel like if we are used to looking at stats mm. from ourselves and say you're in a really good streak you're like yeah this is good stuff I can like show this to people mm-hmm. to like s- show that I'm like super productive and I'm doing actual mm. things um, so the step to what I'm saying is the step to sharing that data with companies yeah is not so big anymore if we're yeah. already in a day to day it like, reminds me of the Apple Watch like how like you can get it for free through an insurance company if you just share constant heart rate and like yeah I was about to say it reminds me of the fitness tracker boom that we're I think we're on the yeah. back side of now with mm. the Apple Watch is probably the last one that's widely distributed at this point. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, that was a big concern. It's like everyone's like, I'm going to, you know, monitor all of my everything. It's like yeah. the, what did they call that? The quantified self. Yeah. I do feel like people got bored by it pretty easily. And, oh, they don't do anything. Well, the people got bored by it, but also people were starting to get suspicious of their employers having this data. Because a lot of it was like, oh, everybody in the company gets a Fitbit. Oh, and my God. And we're on like a Fitbit gross. team together. And you and your team can compete against other teams. And your employer knows but when you're having all, sex. All of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. Because like, like, they can see your heart rate. Your employee, who your insurance is through in the United States, Ugh. now knows how fit or unfit or at least active or unactive that you are and they had the same sort of 
problems. Oh, so yeah, because you can see who's going to be a liability. Yeah. yeah. And then just oh my get God, rid of those. It's so gross. I think, like, like, let's revisit in a year in general. I think what I suspect will happen is similar to the digital quantified self movement. Like, people will enjoy looking at it for a little while and then forgot about it. Like, it's data that's there. I don't think I think this is all lip service like I think they want you to use this and they forgot about it like forget about it and then if we if we really are addicted to this thing Mm. then there's gonna be a point where we're like see I'm doing well and then get Mm. rid of it and then get worse it's like when you run twice a week you're like I'm doing great and then you don't run for a year because you you did it twice a week for a month (laughs) I ate a salad this week I ate yeah (laughs) I can eat 12 burgers 12 donuts (laughs) (laughs) like one a night oops had one donut Better finish them all. This day is wasted anyway. Uh, Well, and I think to your point of like uh, this, we would start using this and then not check it. Like I already have not checked my dashboard since I installed it. Yeah. It needs to be proactive if it's to be successful, I think. I I think the feature of it stopping me from opening Twitter after I've used it for Mm. 45 minutes a day is helpful for me that's what i want i like most, it yeah but yeah like you said then i can go to my ipad and watch 45 more minutes of twitter scroll yeah. by like it's completely pointless if it doesn't uh, at least manage itself across like the surfaces that you interact with i get why maybe a computer shouldn't sync but like yeah tablets and phones definitely yeah well and i think like that comes back to the having one platform and ecosystem it yeah. has its benefits it's like apple could easily tie this across all mm. of its devices so but you would google. have to be in their ecosystem Same yeah with google yeah it's interesting to think about. Okay, so we're going to do an extremely long, no, really, uh, we're going to do an extended lightning round today uh, because we are recording early. <laughs> Just to like completely segue out of this, tomorrow all of us are going to an event called An, an Interesting Day. You should look it up. It's very cool. Um, it's here in Amsterdam. And we're recording a day early, so we looked at the news, and it's pretty bleak. We just got like hot takes about everything, so I think we'll just like r- rattle off a few stories and just see how far we get um, without being completely boring. That did not sell it at all. <laughs> uh, no, we're, we're just going to give the story, we're going to give a take and move on um, as quickly as we can just because I think it's an interesting way to do it. Okay. Twitter IRL. Yes, it's tweet storms. Tweet storms. But worse. Without Nazis? Without? Oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. Nazi-free Twitter. Uh, that's your take. Um, okay, let's go. Tinder thing. So, Tinder was acquired two years ago by Match Group. And everybody, like, was kind of sad because it's the big company that runs a lot of dating sites, blah, blah, blah. Was everyone really sad? Yeah, I think so. It was it was a huge thing at the time because they were like, what if they synchronize every dating profile? Anyway. But they also have probably really full pockets so oh they have so much money for now Facebook's getting in the game okay so pivoting back to the topic the two founders sold it for bajillions of dollars and now they're suing the company Match Group for money because they think that they intentionally undervalued it and they didn't get enough billions take this is really frustrating because it's rich people complaining that they don't have more money more billions and so that like it's so indicative of Silicon Valley politics and mm. greed and capitalism. But my take is the Match Group said we've given that they they have like employees of Tinder have mm. collectively over a billion dollars worth of equity. So it's like stop. I don't know. Yeah. Stop complaining. That's a take. You yeah. already make the most money. Like like what other industry has this? How many billions does a billionaire need? 
Well, we can ask Jeff Bezos. Oh. He's got a few. Practically only one yeah. to be a billionaire. So. Oh, that's true. The other. That's I yeah. cannot empathize with rich white people complaining that they need more money. It makes me think there's like this that Silicon Valley show, and there's a guy in it who gets upset that he's not part of the billion dollar club, like the ten zero club. He's like, I'm not part of it anymore. I need to be back in the billion club. I I'll put a link. About this. Yeah, his uh, whole ego crumbles up yeah. around it. I would recommend looking at the statement from the Uber yeah. group that owns Tinder um, because it's hilarious. Okay, this is going to sound like a take. I'm moving into the next topic. Elon Musk has gone off the rails. Sorry, not the topic. Uh, Tesla is apparently going private, uh, according to Elon Musk, who announced it on Twitter. <laughs> and it's been this whole week of like the SEC after he said like funding secured. Then saying, like, you can't do that. That's not allowed. And now, like, it's come out that the funding was from Saudi Arabia. Anybody got to take? Yeah, I think there's a lot of gray area here. Oh, yeah. A lot. I mean, like, a lot, a lot. Like, the the shareholders could sue if funding wasn't already secured. Right. I believe. I believe it's, like, all, like, if he actually meant, like, yes, paperwork signed, Mm. then he's in the clear. But it's still, like, but I don't think it is. But... I don't think anything's going to happen. He's a billionaire. And like, yeah. we were just talking about these like rich people just get richer. So yeah. like, I think, I think uh, Elon Musk should have st- stuck to microdosing. Yeah. <laughs> He's become so ranty on Twitter. It's crazy. No, haven't you seen the rumor that he was on acid tweeting? Yeah. 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 I saw it on Instagram. <laughs> so like, maybe it's better if, if you're Elon Musk to just stick to the microdosing and like leave the big boy stuff. It's but so it's else. so weird. So he's got at like Burning Man or something. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> he's upset. He feels like his company's targeted specifically by short sellers, people that bet that the stock price will go right. down and then profit off of that. So this was a middle finger to them by yeah. like jacking up the stock price immediately. All of the people that are shorting it lose money. Mm. And so I don't know, he feels persecuted and like wants to take the company private so he doesn't have to deal with these people, but like CEOs shouldn't be paying attention to the stock price. No, why is he so obsessed? And he's so ranty about it publicly. That's why, like, my take was going to be is just, like, this guy is just, like, like a Twitter troll now. Like, he just, he's like, oh, fuck you guys on Twitter. Uh, like, I'm going to take my, like, he just decides things very publicly. It's very strange. Like, yeah. he'd be like, I feel like making a flamethrower. What do you think? I'm going to save then, children from a cave. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, like, bring my shitty penis-shaped robot and, like, it doesn't fit around the corners. Okay, next topic. (laughs) Evernote. Is it a dead company or not? I don't know. But today they rebranded. And I don't think anybody else in this room read it, but I wanted to, like, throw this out there. Is Evernote relevant at all? Nope. Never used it. Oh. And I don't think I will. (laughs) Frederica's take. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I think your take that I heard yesterday was like first dead unicorn. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's worth $2 billion still. What does it do? I mean, plenty of companies make some money and don't make all the money and exist and that's fine. Yeah. They exist. I mean, there's companies that are hundreds of years old that they never had 100,000 users and that's fine. Yeah. so does every tech company need to be Facebook? No. Should they? Probably not. Yeah, so Can true. Evernote survive? Probably not. Yeah, it's weird. Those are a bunch of little takes, yeah, sorry. It's such <laughs> an early company, though. Like, it's 10 years old. Um, like, this is the tweet storm take. Like, you know. Um, but no, I think... Mine was is... the actual 
Twitter. No, yeah, yours was like the best. That's what you would actually tweet for sure. Um, no, it's weird. Evernote is a company that people really love slash loved. Like, there's two camps, and like a lot of people migrated off when they started running out of money a few years ago. Um, there's so many competitors in the space. Notion. Too. There's Notion. I mean, even Dropbox Paper yeah, is good. Airtable. It depends. So, like, all of these apps have tons of use cases, and like, you probably don't need all the use cases. So <laughs> How it's much like, money is there in word processing? <laughs> if, if taking notes is what you need like there are so many alternatives yeah. that you know it's like you find like oh what I need is it to sync across my iOS products great here's like the notes app I will here's say Dropbox that paper. Even it's just like they had one unique USB for a very long time which is the OCR support so like yeah. you could write notes and take photos and it would like be searchable and that I haven't really seen anywhere else um, Google Drive has an approximation of it but it's not very good um, there's a couple companies it, out there that make like notebooks that work with oh, an app but it, yeah. they're not like Evernote sized companies right. does anyone ever write shit down uh, that's important <laughs> enough to search no only Tim Ferriss um, and doesn't every <laughs> shitty fucking scanner have OSR OCR yeah OCR yeah actually I mean I have that little doxy thing that like tiny scanner that's like yeah, a little Yo, I remember finding that. out about it when I was like a kid it's yeah. probably for print print, printed letters yeah. instead but still I'm like yeah yeah well it's also just like what, what tablets exist if you're gonna write write on that shit like get an iPad Pro like yeah, what, are you, what are you doing okay so that's yeah, you can uh, I think the notes app you can search the text. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, it also yeah. works in OneNote on the surface. Okay, that's a great take. I think I'll put the link to the Evernote thing in the show notes. They're rebranding. They're trying to be like hip, whatever the fuck. I, I mean, good searched, luck to them. But. I just searched on it and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, it's on Fast Company like two hours ago. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's not it's, too recent. I think uh, Silicon Valley hasn't woken up yet and started tweeting about it. Okay. True. I want to talk about Discord very briefly. So, Discord is like this crazy behemoth in the industry that like nobody seems to know about because it's gaming focused. We have a community on it, and it has as many active users or more as Slack. Really? Well, yeah, Slack is like 140, I think. I'm sorry, I don't have the I number. Their growth chart's insane. Yeah, I know, but Discord is basically the same. But the big difference is I think it's the first 50 million are paid, and then Slack's users are the different but discord has grown a lot it's basically a slack competitor and now they're actually moving into like game territory so like you can buy shit inside it Mm. and it's really interesting because they're kind of undoing the industry by building the bit in the middle where you can chat like steam didn't see this coming that's basically uh what this is about but i just realized there's this whole like other slack that exists quietly that all these people are using and they're coming to expect and then they're probably going going to Slack and they're like, it doesn't have categories or whatever. I would love to see the men to woman ratio. Mm, on, on Discord.com? Yeah. Oh, my I God. Mean, both too. those platforms? Yeah. Because that's the only thing I kind of, or not the only thing, but it's a, a big thing I really dislike about Discord. Is yeah. It is a platform that is used by a lot of men. Gamers as a big audience that... Exactly. Causes this problem. And I also feel like um, if I was to join a new community Mm. and it it is on uh, like a Slack competitor and then I'm like, I'm not sure if I want another Slack on my computer. I think one Slack is enough. Yeah. And I don't have another reason to have Discord because I don't Mm. online game at all. Mm -hmm. So chances are that 
I would pass on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in our Discord Slack. Discord Slack. This like, Discord community. What the fuck? I'm in our Discord community because obvious reasons. But Disc Slack. I'm pretty sure that that if those reasons weren't there, if I wasn't doing this yeah. podcast, I wouldn't be on there. I do have a feeling there's going to be a big shift away from Slack though because of the anti-community features, and I think Discord is an obvious. No, but like for from my own uh, experience, it's already hard to mm. find friends in the industry to go on Slack. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And they were even in the industry, they just use different tools at work, yeah, for instance. True. And then they don't want to be in Slack groups or communities. I have had, like, I've been in a Slack community for a super long time. Mm. Um, That's like a small group of people here in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And it's basically all men and me. Oh, it's, yeah, that's a and shame. It's, a, it's really hard to fix that because I know a lot of talented, like, designers and illustrators that are Dutch, mm. but they, they just don't want to be on Slack or they don't feel mm. like they, they would join a thing like that and so it was already a hurdle on mm. slack but i feel the hurdle is way bigger on mm. discord interesting which i think you can see reflected in the people that are yeah. in our discord as well mm-hmm. because it's mostly dudes <laughs> yeah so i would if this were on twitter i would retweet frederica's take but i i want to i want to debunk <laughs> something you said mark. owen yeah is Frederica said Discord's a, a lot of men, and you mm. said it started as a gaming community, but mm. there are more gamer women than it's men. That's true, yeah. yeah. So, like, it's not really... It's not really why. It's, it's the like, culture around The culture the story, is yeah. the problem, so... Yeah, because I feel like the gaming community kind of feels like a developer community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where there's a lot of females that actually do development, mm-hmm. but there's huge, lame gatekeepers with neckbeards that keep us out. Or objectify us, mm-hmm. or like think we're stupid. Um, the mansplaining in that community is even worse. Like in yes. the Discord community, yeah. so not ours. It's not. It's not really. It's not. It doesn't really feel like a safe or logic place mm. for a woman to hang out in. Yeah, it's an interesting discussion that's broader as well as like communities going private. Where do they end up if they exist private? Is it Slack? Is it Discord? Is it some other place? So. The first time I heard about Discord is uh, from the super right wing. Oh, really? Uh, groups that are on Discord. Oh, interesting. That yeah, are, yeah. I wonder if Discord has a big problem with that because it's got discoverability as well, whereas Slack doesn't have that, and so nobody knows. And that's an interesting thing with Slack is there's no, um, there's no graph, so they like, avoid the negative. There's no directory of, like, yeah, slacks, you can't, which I also kind of like. Yeah, it? I also like. Well, there's no directory on Discord, however, you can join servers with a link. Like, that's a big difference, I think. Um, but it is interesting to consider where we might end up with these things. Like, Facebook groups is really big now for private stuff, and then you've got Discord and Slack, and there's one other one I've heard of. And it's like, what happens when everything isn't public by default? Is like, where do you end up? What does this stuff happen in the dark? Like, yeah, so what I feel is like people use the group that they are using already the most. So if people are hanging out mm. a lot on Facebook, chances mm-hmm. are they will be more yeah. on, uh, yeah, they will join a community there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel think... Slack is a nice one because a lot of people are there because of work. And yeah. it's nice to have a, like a fun group next to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically your work base for, for the community that you have next yeah. to it, in a way. In a way. the communities are never paid. Yeah. Like, they never pay subscriptions. That's a real problem, actually, like, long-term f- 
for all those communities. I mean, we went through this when we moved to Discord. It's like Slack is actively hostile towards anybody with more than 200 free users now. And yeah. so like what happens when they boot you off? It used to be that you would go on some open source shit or like, I don't know, there was IRC or something, but that was really hostile. So you'd lose even more people to that. Um, and it's interesting as like the tools have come out. Yeah. I feel there's a huge opportunity there though, yeah. for someone to come up with something. A really new. nice something. Yeah. Because we now we can now feel and see the problems of Discord and Slack really well. Mm. So I think there will be a new company that will fill that gap. I've had a really cool uh, Slack community that hacked the API. <laughs> I have to be careful what, about it, what I say. But everything in the Slack community explodes after 24 hours. Oh, yeah. So every room is empty after, like, oh, well, it's different rooms have different times on them. And so you get to be able to, like, talk openly about, like, real issues and then, like, know it's gone. Like, yeah, screenshots exist and there's rules about this and, like, whatever. But it's interesting. It's kind of fun that you can, like, know it's not just being archived. Um, it's a nice it's a nice difference. And in our one, actually, we have a few rooms um, that I need to edit the topic of, but a few of them... Uh, only the people who were in the room at the moment, for, you can only see the history going forward once you join the room. So if you would join the room now, you won't see last week's discussion. And like I think those things are what maybe yeah. changes the paradigm. I don't know. I, I wonder, so Slack has a business model, right? We talked about that. Yep. Is someone going to buy Discord? I think Discord's business model will end up with them being very rich. <laughs> right. uh, which is the game thing. Well, that's why I think someone would want to buy them. Yeah, I think somebody would want to, but I think their valuation is too high because they've taken 500 mil to date. Um, well, the big thing is like Steam uh, did $2 billion in sales like in a quarter last year um, and nobody competes with them today. So, I, I mean, there's Origin, there's a few small publisher ones. The big thing is Steam doesn't own a social network, really. Like it's there, but nobody's talking on Steam. Um, and so Discord owns the conversation and the connection in the middle, and they the gaming industry takes a thirty percent cut as well. And so, like, if you sell one copy of like, I don't know, some hundred dollar game, they made thirty bucks off that one person. That's more than Slack will make uh, probably from your business in two years. So, it's like interesting to consider this like weird power dynamic shift going on there as well. I hope that Discord like comes out as the one that actually like moderates it and like actually invests in this space long term because steam the company which we've talked about before is Uh, absolutely not interested in it yeah they've got some real issues with not moderating their platform well and like uh, violations against like the lgbt community like they they literally will let anything go they just don't care they're just like they're the opposite of every other company okay that was a long tweet take um okay i think this was this was it we got one more for Are Zach. you sure? Yeah, I got okay. one more for Zach. I promise. For Zach. Well, for, for all of us. <laughs> you can delete that. Um, I don't know anything about this, but I'm just going to launch straight into it. Apple is apparently making a health processor. Yeah, I guess we should have talked about this when we were talking about Yeah, I <laughs> just realized that. Yeah. Um, missed a segue there. Yeah. So there, these are rumors. This is a rumor-based one. But uh, based on uh, job postings from Apple, um, they're in-housing some processor for their health stuff, especially around the Apple Watch. So I I think this is interesting. It's not like a huge news story. Maybe I should start. I have have a take. Go ahead. I love that you're like, I want to delete it. I'm like, I have a take. I have it. Why? What does a health chip 
do. Here's the <laughs> only thing where I, 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 the answer is, I don't know. Yeah. But my guess is, is there's privacy here. Yeah. Like, if they build a chip that sits behind Touch ID, hey. so that when you use it, like, it li- your fingerprints live on the device and aren't sent to the cloud somewhere. Mm. And potentially they're doing the same thing with your health information, which to the topic we talked about before. Yeah. Would be I good. just want to like throw this out there. It means nothing. Like Apple was just really good at marketing. Like this is a thing that exists. Like on every platform. Like you could just put the chip it, and like it, this is just a hiring move. Yeah, and like if you look at um, I like, don't know. I I love the scenario where Apple's already thinking of my nightmare scenario and like avoiding it. I know, by... but what I'm saying is this is a core feature of a CPU. Like it's something that you do, and they've put like remember the machine learning chip that they announced. It's it was like, what does this thing do? It's machine learning. And you're like, okay, but what does it do? And they're like, machine learning. It learns. It learns things. <laughs> and Yeah, but where? And it's just part of the process. And what I'm trying to say is like, it's a really nice label, I think, for something that they should be doing. So let's let's just like take the step back then. Yeah. Apple is in-housing more chip production. And in health specifically is cool. I mean. Right. So like it. They're, they want to break their dependencies on these other companies that have control, like yeah. Intel and Qualcomm. Like uh, they, they have a lot of leverage over Apple right now, and Apple's like at all costs trying to like, okay, we're going to build this shit ourselves. Yeah. So that's I, I think this is indicative of just another path for them to do that. Yeah. It's fascinating. I mean, they're the only one playing in the health space, and like we just well, banged on it before. The, the biggest only one, one but they they've dominated very quickly. Like, yeah, they I could, really worry about like Fitbit's long yeah. longevity. Oh yeah, they, and they could like make the healthcare like doctor record thing, or for example, and that would be really interesting. Is like, what if it is a whole memory thing? So to segue this topic into something that else that Apple was doing, they announced that they like or discontinued. Not <laughs> yeah, not doing again. Um, they're discontinuing um, group FaceTime until a later date from iOS 12. It was one of the biggest tent poles other than the um, Stocks app uh, <laughs> at WWDC. And uh, they've delayed it. And I guess like the segue here is I wanted to just say like it's really interesting that like Apple brings chips in-house and then like can't do anything. Like I wonder if they're just at the point now where they're doing everything and just can't do anything as a result. Like, they seem to have trouble reconciling this balance, even though they're such a big company. Well, I think it's because they're a big company. That mm. I mean, it looks like this is a stereotype, this is a generalization, yeah. but as companies get bigger, it's harder to move quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of one of those boats that has a bunch of boats on his deck. Yeah, yeah. If that thing is moving, it has to calculate. Oh, like, my God. 20 minutes ahead for them to turn or break yeah, or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. if there is a thing right there, they will yeah. just go over it because they cannot... Like, yeah, the, yeah. The All the boats will fall big. off. Yes. Like, it reminds me of there's a famous XKCD comic about this, about, like, the org charts of companies. And Microsoft used to be famous for... Um, the, the image is, like... All these like sub teams working against each other and holding a gun at each other like it actually kind of feels like apple is almost doing that with its own resources internally now as well of course. yeah I, yeah i i think it's just a natural consequence of large companies yeah, yeah. i i mean it's again generalizing here because like amazon's executing For not necessarily everything really well but no. But they just do it. Yeah, yeah so you know it's hard to say i think but, apple struggles to ship i mean like we've talked about that a lot yeah. But Apple's a hardware company, Mm. first and foremost. And yes, they do a ton of software stuff, Mm. a ton of cloud stuff. It's it's still not the antithesis of... Yeah. Or it's not the thesis of the company. 
It's just wild that so like, such makes, a big feature died. It makes a lot of sense that it would make their own chips. Maybe yeah. it would make more sense to hire people to make their software. Mm. Well, I've always said that if you could run Android on an iPhone, I would oh, be there man, in a so heartbeat. Oh, so much money. Yep. I, I mean, know. I miss boot camp. Yeah. Just like as a concept of like, oh, yeah, just install that other operating system. It doesn't matter. Chrome OS is getting it. Not going to pivot there. It's, that's the whole take. I, I like. I just. I didn't even want to like bag on them or anything. It was just like one thing I saw in the media cycle this week. I was like, "What else is in iOS 12?" And you can also spin this positively. Of course, it's like maybe they'll actually ship something good this year. Yeah. So like, I don't mind a delayed product if it makes it good. Yeah. So I mean, digital well-being is a good example of this on Android. It obviously wasn't finished. They separated it out as something that's updated separately. But honestly, how often are you like looking at your phone and thinking it cannot do enough? No, I never. I mean, thinking. I agree. Never. Although group group FaceTime, I would argue, is something that I tried to do many times. Yeah. And yeah, like with my family, because I, I have family in, around the world. Um, and I always go in it. Like, Fem and I are like, oh, let's call the family. And then we're like, oh, it doesn't have that. So you go to Skype. It's a Skype premium feature. And like, I, I, I don't. I do group chat hmm. with family, but yeah. I don't do it on a phone. I do it on right. a desktop or an iPad standing up. And it's Google Meet. Like, because yeah. Google Meet is reliable. I'll just say doing a Google Meet with your family is so depressing. I did it. It's so depressing. Your <laughs> Welcome family's to in the there. family business meeting. Oh, you've got 32 minutes until the next meeting. It's like, it's just very serious uh, stuff. Okay. I think we should just leave it there. But yes, um, I, I have a question for the community. Yes. Let us know in Discord. Would you ever watch a YouTube channel from us? Ooh. Maybe similar to the podcast, maybe different, but I'm interested Yep. Do you listen? You listen to podcasts. Do you also watch YouTube uh, creators' yeah. channels? Is the word I'm looking for. I love it. I would also like to know that for reasons that we won't disclose yet. And then oh, it, and uh, hi to the guy that like asked us to do a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Welcome to our. I was podcast. like, congratulations! This 70 episodes. <laughs> We're on it two years ago. Um, okay. So I have one other thing um, I wanted to just bring up. We were talking about it yesterday in Discord and. Um, we'd love to like intentionally grow the community a little bit more. So if you know somebody who would like be a great addition, we'd love it if you invited them to join. Um, I think like going beyond just our own like bubble is really useful. Um, so please feel free to invite people. Like there's a way to invite them. I should make it obvious and I will. Um, but we'd love to actually grow it in a way that isn't just more dudes. So yeah, recommend the community, recommend the podcast yeah. to the people that you think would like. We would appreciate that much more than a review. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure awesome okay so on that note thank you so much for listening we appreciate it show notes are at chargepodcast.com and otherwise bye biscuits for now bye biscuits bye biscuits